Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Cole Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rick Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. I'm rocking Cesar Romero, David Starr. Support Russell Talk. You are watching Russell Talk. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk and please subscribe now. Support Russell Talk. Do it. Support all Support Luke. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Support Russell Talk. Because we talk about wrestling, and I like it. Support Russell Talk. Don't subscribe. Support Russell Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Russell Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Russell Talk. Rumble. Now and Hello, and welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined. By just Dave. Yes, you are. Hello. Hi. How's it going, mate? Yeah, going good. Good. Going good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. Lovely. Actually, feeling okay today. Uh, normally, whenever I come in for stuff like this, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. Busy week, you know. No, I'm actually feeling okay today. It's, it's all right. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good change. Nice. Um, like I was recording the uh, the SmackDown edited review earlier, and mm. I was like, I don't have to go through this twice. I can just I can just present. It was, it was a it's a very <laughs> it's a strange feeling. Uh, which is especially surprising because I actually went to the pub yesterday and had a few drinks. You went what, out into the world? I know, where, yeah. the, where the people are? I know, it's crazy. But it was just um, after uh, after work because we, we recorded uh, Russell Talk After Dark, the uh, the drunk podcast that we do the, for, ah, yes. for the $10 uh, Patreon backers. I was happened to join them for this one. Mm. So I had a, a, a drink or two there. And then afterwards, me and Luke and Ollie went to the pub. Uh, because a guy that's in the in the building that we work in was leaving to go to Canada. Oh. Um, now, I don't really know him at all, nor do I think any of us really know him, but it was next door. We should we, we pop, popped our heads in to say, see ya, yeah. even though we've never really spoken to them. Um, but yeah, I, I stayed for a couple of drinks, and it was a good time. Well, does, does one really need an excuse to stay for drinks? That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so... I was surprised to see how good I'm feeling today because I thought I'd wake up much worse. Ah. Uh, and when I did first wake up, I was like, "Poor, that was a bad choice." Yeah, but uh, no, I've, I've recovered. All I right, know, I've, I've, I've seen you doing worse. <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that long ago, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and I last se- week I think I've seen you much worse. In fairness, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's get into an email. Yes. Uh, we've got one here from Geo, El Amigo to WrestleTalk. Lovely. Um, who said, Hi, Pete and Dave. Did I mention you are my favorite duo in WrestleTalk? If I didn't, you are. 
Just don't say that to Ollie. He's the only one who can be over with the WrestleTalk crowd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm emailing to put on uh, words the frustration I've been having the last two weeks. For start, I was fired from my job. Uh, the one mentioned in, in the last email is uh, the day of my b- uh, on the day of his birthday. That's no. just mean. Um, also, because of that and my recent breakup with a girl, I was once again fighting with myself and depression. Just this week, the one of Survivor Series, I got a call from another job, and I'm starting on Monday. Uh, so I'm trying to move forward from the past weeks. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I really appreciate the work you do, and knowing that even if we are miles apart, we can connect and we are never alone. You reading my email regarding my birthday truly was shining uh, the shining light of my awful day. I just want to encourage everyone in the SWAT Nation to speak up and know that you will always have an amigo in me. Uh, for a happy note, a joke. Uh, what does John Cena and a god have in common? A lot of people believe in them, but you just can't see them. El <laughs> 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 amigo de WrestleTalk, Gio. Well, thank Gio. you very much for your email, Gio. Thank you very much. I mean, the kind words at the beginning, lovely. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always rough when that kind of stuff happens. Totally. You know, and to to have that on, on your birthday as well is, that's not nice. Like, no one, no one deserves to have that. Um, but it's great. I mean, it can be easy to get into a rut. When totally. this kind of stuff happens. It's great that you're already making positive steps to get forward. The new job as well, that is fantastic news. Uh, the absolute best of luck with it. Yeah. Um, best of luck, Geo. Yeah, 100%. Let us know how it goes, Yes, mate. keep us updated. Um, we've got another email here from Neverland. Uh, because, because on Thursdays, as part of my news, I mm. do a little wrap-up of the top stories from the previous night's AEW Dynamite and NXT. Yes. Not necessarily like a review, but just like, here's some big stuff that happened. If you, yeah. if you don't care about spoilers, here's the big things that happened from the shows. Maybe they'll encourage you to go watch the shows. Sure. Don't really have a name for it. I've just kind of been calling it, you know... It's the AEW and NXT wrap-up, review, headline, news, stories, review, headlines. It's almost it, as long as yeah. the... Uh, it's the, yeah, the, the largest, exactly what I'm the, the largest tag team turmoil <laughs> to determine the World Cup for the best tag team in the world. That's the one. That one, yeah. Cor- um, can, you, can you mix up the name off that? Oh, possibly, yeah. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've got an email from Nevolan who said, Hi Pete, just watched the episode where you said you don't have a name yet for the AWNXT reviews. It's got me thinking, how about the Wrestle Talk Wednesday Night Rap, as in with a W, not not okay. R-A-P, because I'm not just going to rap the whole thing. Oh, but, uh, you no. shouldn't have said that. Nope, not doing <laughs> it. Uh, the, the Wednesday Night Rap, they even include a little logo. With oh nice with uh it's the normal Wrestle Talk logo but on each of the three kind of stripes that we've got it got Wednesday night and wrap on each of the three things oh that's kind of cool very good font choice um, I recognise that font unfortunately I I think I I did come up with a name on this week's which was the oh what was it it was the AW and NXT roundup highlights stories review shows or something like that so it came the Rusevran which just really rolled off the tongue. Oh, I, yeah, I think absolutely. it's so much better, honestly. Yeah, yeah that really... that uh, People will really be able to get behind that. You can say it very easy to say. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very totally. memorable. Totally. Even you could remember it perfectly just now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, I'll do one more email before we get into the main portion of the sure. show here. This is one that you'll enjoy. Oh, oh boy. Okay. This one comes in from Eli, who Eli. said, Hello, Pete and Dave. Love your pairing on the podcast. Love the Pokemon and D&D chat. Not sure if this counts uh, as a spoiler, but what is your favorite scene in the Pokemon game so far? Mine is when... Let's see if it is a spoiler. <laughs> uh, that's not really a spoiler. Mine is when the old fairy gym leader sees Bede and starts yelling at him, Pink! 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 <laughs> uh, which, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one first, and we'll go to the next part of the email. Uh, mm. My favorite scene is probably that one, honestly, because it's just so bonkers. 
that, just that so is, out there. She moves quicker than she normally does. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, that's a very good one. This might sound a little bit corny, mm-hmm. but when you first enter the world area and it does all the panoramics, mm, totally. that's really nice That's beautiful, as isn't well. it? Big also, the... I don't know if this counts as... There's a part of the slumbering wield which you, can get, which you can't get to at the start of the game which you can get to later. Yeah. It's like a, 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 an extra section. Yeah. And right at the end of that section, yes. I think that is stunning. Oh, that, yeah, 100%. That shot is... That's really whew, nice. Amazing. Really I won't say nice. what's in it or what significance it has, but good God, I think that was great. Um, and then we get to the next part of this email. Here we go. Anyway, here are some of my suggestions based solely on grammar and not necessarily what the spells do oh. as I'm a newer D&D player. Is this for the ring? <clears throat> this is for the ring oh, of Grammarian. Here we go. So for those of you who haven't listened to the previous podcast, there's a, a an item we, we were doing. It's a D&D based thing, but if you don't play D&D, you can still totally get on it because it's more just puns. Yeah. So it's you can change, remove, or add one letter to a spell to make a different spell. Yes. So you can find spell lists of D&D basically anywhere. Um, but <laughs> here we've got a few. We've got from find traps to find craps, <laughs> which I think is great. The finger of death, ginger of death. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! It's great, isn't it? Uh, the gift of gab into the gift of fab. <laughs> Wonderful. Mass heal, mass veal. <laughs> Just produce, <laughs> just produce a load of veal. That'd be great. Oh. And uh, shadow of moil into shadow of foil. <laughs> <laughs> just create a shadow made out of foil. Be I just great. imagine that in practice, just laying it down. Enemies looking. What are you doing? What are? What is that? Just give me something. It's a ten-minute spell. It's a ten-minute spell. I need to set up my shadow of foil. Oh, ginger of death. Ginger of death That's is wonderful. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's magnificent. It is. I should say, by the way, like this isn't just an idea that's on like. It, that's just people are, are messing with. Like, there are DMs who are using this. Mm, totally. Like, I read a story of a DM who said that he gave one of his characters this, this ring, and instead of casting sleep, they cast sheep. <laughs> and I think he made them roll a D8 or something, or yeah. how many, to see how many sheep he summoned. Amazing. That's so, so good. Um, Eli just signs up as saying, I'll let you guys decide what the new spells might do. Uh, thanks for all the fun, and hope to raid with you guys sometime. I'm assuming that is, you know, in D&D, maybe. I don't know. Oh, potentially. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be lovely. Um, but yeah, thank you very thank much you for your email, much. Eli. Stuff, Eli. That was amazing. Uh, we should get into the main portion of the show now. Yes. I've got one more email for the outro, and I'm sure we've got some other things to talk about, too, because we're doing some D&D things later on, maybe. We are. Uh, so we'll talk about that in the outro mm-hmm. of the show. But for now, let's get into the main portion of the show, where we're going to be talking about Bray Wyatt's new face is Daniel Bryan. Here's the main show. Let's get into our actual talking point, which is about The Fiend and Daniel Bryan from this week's episode of SmackDown. Yeah. So this was a story that went through the whole show. There were three Firefly Funhouse segments, there were multiple backstage segments with Daniel Bryan, and it all culminated in a main event angle. So it started off with the first Firefly Funhouse segment, which was a... It started off with a a video recap of uh, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan from Survivor Series, and then it came to the first Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt was saying... Um, hope you all joined Thanksgiving, surrounded by your 
family and friends, which he got yeah. very sad about because I don't yeah, think he has any. He choked up at that point. Mm. Um, obviously, he's, he's only got Huskus and uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, mm. Abby and Mercy to really spend Thanksgiving with. Which exactly. Is, Bit of a shame for him. It you is, know, totally. Maybe, maybe he gets lonely in the in the fun house. He's got mm-hmm. his fireflies, though. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, hopefully he had a good time as well, mm-hmm. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he did say that he was thankful for his title, though. At, mm. least, he's, at least he's got that to be thankful for. Um, and then he said that sharing is caring. Uh, and he says that if he's got one, then he... Then he should have one, too. Mm. Which is very interesting. And I did not pick up on this at all when I actually first watched it. It was mm. only when you pointed it out to me. There were some weird, you know... Cutting normal glitchy stuff that the fiend, <laughs> fiend does, editing. fiend editing that happened, uh, and then see I even wrote down weird cuts with two faces on it. No idea what that means, but okay. It wasn't two faces. It mm. was the fiend holding up a custom fiend championship belt. Yeah, literally the entire front faceplate where normally the WWE logo is was just the fiend's mask instead. Yeah, a this black is... belt looked quite cool. It's been sort of. It, it wasn't really particularly clear um, on the show. It's been officially sort of talked about now after the fact, so yes. you can go and see the actual full thing. Mm-hmm. It's um, <clears throat> I've just written down it is odd. Yeah, it is. It is very odd. I I don't know if it looks like a championship belt. It looks like a toy, and I know the championship belts look like toys anyway. But this looks more so like a toy because it, yeah. it doesn't really look like a title belt. It's like it's just got the fiend's face on the center. Yeah. And, and that's it. I guess that sort of he's going with this kind of uncanny valley sort of it looks the same shape as a belt, but mm. it's not what you expect. But it's from not a belt, a belt yeah. which is not really what you you know. He does a lot of things you wouldn't expect from a from a, a, a title holder mm-hmm. himself. So I can see where they're going with this. Um, it's not meant. I, we're so used to seeing like the WWE logo on everything, and in his sort of version of this belt, we're not supposed to see that. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's supposed to be him it's supposed to be fiend it's supposed to it's supposed to make us uncomfortable yes yeah that's true which and it does it does yeah <laughs> in fairness um we get a, a backstage segment later on with daniel bryan just pacing just mm. thinking about things yeah. he, he in that firefly funhouse segment bray wyatt challenged daniel bryan again to another universal championship match yes saying come play with me again because it was so much fun the first time mm-hmm. uh, daniel bryan's pacing thinking about it uh, Brian's backstage later on again in the show. Kata Braxton comes up to him, says if he's uh, ready to answer Wyatt's challenge, but then he gets interrupted by another Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, um, this was, I would say, was this the longest one? It was this certainly was the longest felt one. like a main one for sure. Yeah, um, uh, there was Huskers the pig boy yes. saying he's eaten too much Thanksgiving food, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, but he says the only thing that's going to make him feel better is if Daniel Bryan plays with him again. Yeah, um, Aww. I know. And the sad, kids in the background. It, it was um, great, and then break. <laughs> This was a weird segment in that it had like quite a lot of comedy going on, mm. almost more so than usual, but underlined with this even almost more threat than usual. Because Bray, he says, firstly, I'll tell you the true story of the first Thanksgiving. It wasn't uh, the pilgrims uh, or anyone like the that. The pilgrims and the natives? Uh, no, no, it was the muscle men versus the reptilians. Yes. Right before they tried to overthrow humanity. I don't know where this has come from. We suddenly have a little bit of a... Illuminati vibe going on. Yeah, totally. Which is odd. Mm. Um, and then, uh, as we sort of mentioned the Muscle Men for the first time in a little while, mm. uh, we had more Muscle Man dance stuff, didn't we? Yes, we did. We had a, yeah. a remix of the Muscle Man dance song as he came out. It was much more rappy, this one. Yeah. Kind of came in with a lot of yo, yo, yo's, etc. I don't, I don't know how to... <laughs> yeah. I don't rap. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it was a remix of the Muscle Man dance, still very much kind of the same mm. thing, just saying, you know, 
I told you to, you know, pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance, and then it kind of cuts with like, let me in, like properly. Like, yeah, you know, it was intimidating imagery. Yeah, there was sort of more overt, weirdly like satanical transitions. You had totally the goat head in the pentagram mm-hmm. thing mixed with it being a little more street was was an odd, uh, weird meshing of things. Yes. Um, again, it's it was uncomfortable. Yes, very uh, much which so. Which is cool and. Uh, at one point, he sort of changed clothes. It sort of did the, the changing clothes. He's wearing this bright orange vest. He's got, like, American flag pants on. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, it changed, and um, the picture isn't him anymore on the on the front. It's the fiend, and it's red and black. Yes. Like his colors. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point, he says, erase your mind and do the muscle man dance. Yep. Um, and there were all these different backdrops on the screens. And I could see it was words. Lots mm-hmm. of them were there were pictures with lots of words. And I was spent ages pausing and slowing down the video and looking into what these words were saying. Yeah. Um, so the backdrops. There was one where it just said they are waiting. And what got me to really start looking into this is as it said they are waiting. In the side of the screen was this red robed and hooded figure, <laughs> who sort of turned to the screen. And because he'd said earlier he's going to introduce a new face, mm. I thought hmm. Maybe that's it. You know, the, the the big Twitter chat has been Liv Morgan. Yeah, um, which, which I never is, really bought mm, into. But... Not sure about him really allying himself with no. anybody. No, that'd be um, weird. But yeah, he had this this weird figure, and they, they are waiting. Uh, there was a backdrop that said, "Open the doors and seal the sheeple." Um, that that was that was one. Um, yeah, there There's was an there awful was, lot of insanity. Yeah, there was one that just had two words repeated over and over again, which is conform, consume. I saw the conform, um, which that is much when, I did. That was when he was saying to her, let him in, but don't let the reptilians in or the triangle folk. Yeah. <laughs> They'll take <laughs> over your family and your business. Um, He's insane. Yeah, and then there in was... In the best way. There, there was one that... I, I had a look into this. I believe it's Revelation 6-8, which is Behold a Pale Horse. Okay. That was just repeated over and over again in the background. There was one which said, truth is the opiate of the masses. Okay. Kind of playing off a weird Marxist vibe. Yeah, totally. Um, at, at the same time as he's sitting there going, stop it, reptilian, stop it. Which is... Yeah. It was odd. Very odd. It was It was uncomfortable. It yes. was uncanny. It was... I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I would say it's not as good as the first Muscle Man, Muscle Man dance. However, I think this one served a very different purpose. Yes. I think the first Muscle Man... Uh, I keep saying Muscle Man dance. Muscle Man. The first Muscle Man dance was there as a little bit more of a tease of there's something darker underneath this. Because yes. was, that was kind of early days of The Fiend. And that was him yeah. being, I'm all happy-go-lucky, I'm amazing. And also, erase your mind came yeah. in there. And it was really cool. We were like, oh, that's a really weird line. Whereas this one, we already know he's insane. Yeah. So having it much more overtly, this is really uncomfortable, thro- like shoved down your throat mm. constantly. The focus um, shift. It was good. Yeah, totally. Which was a, a nice change. After that happened, Caleb Braxton there just goes, well, <laughs> and then Brian doesn't answer. And the camera nothing. just zooms in on his face as he just doesn't answer. Yeah. Um, I and mean, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Literally, you can just go, uh, yeah. uh, and that's about it. We got another backstage segment later on as well, which was Daniel Bryan. Miz comes in. I'm really liking Miz's contribution to this feud as well. It's I think really, it's really, really good. Really nice. It's really well thought out, and it, it lends itself really well to the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. when... <clears throat> Well, as we've mentioned in in past in past videos, the whole dynamic between the Miz and Daniel Bryan is fantastic because they're still building on stuff mm-hmm. from years and years ago, yeah. and they continued it here. But again, it plays to the gravity that Miz is kind of okay. I'm worried about you now. Exactly. Like he opens it up. He's like he says, 
I'm not your friend. Not your friend. I'm certainly not your mentor. Yeah. Playing back to NXT. NXT. He was um, the mentor. And he says, like, you don't have to listen to me, <clears throat> but listen to the facts. And he talks about how the matches with The Fiend changes people for the worse. Yeah, so there was there was a a common, actually, conspiracy theory going around that mm-hmm. after the matches with Bray Wyatt is when people change their characters. Finn yes. Balor turned heel, went back to NXT. Seth Rollins has just turned heel on Raw. Uh, and then he's saying, and you're going to get changed if you face Bray Wyatt again. Um, because And they've changed for the worse, is what mm-hmm. he was saying. He didn't actually say they turned heel. but and But that kind of actually... I don't think that's what they intended when they first did the match against The Fiend. That we're going to yeah. turn these people heel, so we'll put them against The Fiend. But I think it's a very nice coincidence and something that's really nicely played off when yeah. Miz mentions it here. Um, and he's saying, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but don't you know how important you are for the SmackDown locker room? Yeah. And he starts saying, you know, we can't lose you. Your family can't use you. And it's as soon as he mentions his family, that's when Daniel Bryan kind of snaps and looks and gives him a death stare. Yeah. And Miz just like, he just like, whoa. Okay. He just and goes, just, okay. And, okay. Um, and he walks off. I, I thought this was a, a brilliant promo. This was really, 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 well done. really fantastic promo with some fantastic people. And this whole conspiracy mm-hmm. theory is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the one hand, on SmackDown, you've got this whole thing going on with Reigns and Corbin where Corbin's like, you've lost control of the locker room. They don't trust you anymore. They don't, you know, they, they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. And Reigns is like, yeah, and you think they respect you? Like, no one likes you. You're not a king. And they're sort of feuding over who has control of the locker room. And if this conspiracy is to is be that believed... what the feud's over? I have no idea, really. Um, but that's part of it, where they're sure. saying, like, who who's the big cheese or dog, or whatever. King. Um, King in the locker room. But at the same time, this conspiracy thinking that Bray mm-hmm. is turning half the locker room heel. Yeah, essentially. In yeah. the background. It's great, yeah. It's it, cool. It's a really it, nice, interesting It's a angle. nice dynamic. And like I said, I don't think that's what they intended initially with the matches, but it's nice that they've acknowledged it and they're building a story off of it. I think sure. it's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, but this all culminated in the main event angle, uh, which is when Daniel Bryan came out to the ring to finally give an answer to Bray Wyatt's Universal Championship Challenge. Yeah. Uh, and he fully turned face here. He brought back the yes chant. He led mm. people in the yes chant to say yes to Bray Wyatt's challenge. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, when he was facing Bray Wyatt at Survivor Series, yeah, he felt changed. There was a, mm. a, a part in the match when he felt the change, but it wasn't the Fiend that was doing it. It was the crowd. And he said, you know what? I've said several times that the Yes Movement's dead, but maybe you guys have brought it back. And then he says, so there's only one thing left to say. Bray Wyatt's challenged me to a Universal Championship match. What do I say? Yes, yes, yes. Leads leads the crowd into a Yes chant. And it's like full-on underdog babyface Brian has returned here. Yeah, Which is really cool. He's talking about how... he Originally, he was talking about his passion and his energy at a time when we were still sort of wondering, who is he? Mm-hmm. He's still still wondering, who is he? Now, he's talking about how it's the passion and energy of the crowd made him, quote, realise the person he should have been this whole time. Yes. Which is an interesting sort of movement of the arc mm-hmm. from this person who is a hero to many but didn't know who he was mm-hmm. and has realised that he is their hero and he can properly go face turn and... The yes movement is is coming back. The mm-hmm. chant is going. He says it's not the same if he doesn't take part. He's taking part in the yes chant. Firefly Funhouse. Yes, we get another Firefly Funhouse. Fourth of the night. Third of the night. I third believe. of the night. Third of the night. Oh yeah, sorry. No, fourth part of the segment. Third Firefly Funhouse of the night. Correct. Yes. yes. Um, so then after yeah, the yes chants are in full flow. Firefly Funhouse music hits, and Wyatt pops up on the Titan Tron. And he says, "You know, the Miz isn't wrong. He mm. will change Brian when yeah. he faces him again." And he said, "Because you know." 
Brian, you helped me build this place. Do yeah. you remember? Because he does, playing off that yeah. line again that he said before Survivor Series. Because, of course, they have history in the Wyatt family, which is, again, really nice character consistency. Yep. Love it. Um, and then he said, but you know what? I almost forgot. Mm. I promised my Fireflies a new face. And I am many things. And one of them is a man of my word. And as soon as he says that, the lights, cocoon, cocoon, cocoon. Lights they go all down. Go, cut Wah. down. Yep. Then Wyatt pops up from underneath the ring, comes yep. through a hole in the ring, as uh -huh. he's one to do now, gets the mandible claw in on Daniel Bryan, drags him down into the hole. Into and then yes. you see him, he's kind of still like half, like mo the top third of him is still out of the ring. Yeah. The rest of him is under the ring. And you can see him like pulling something. Yeah. Which looked a bit weird. Yeah, it looked a bit sus at looked first. A bit, a bit suspicious <laughs> at first. Uh, but then he kind of just pops up out from the ring and he's got handfuls of hair in mm. his hands and he kind of drops him on the ring and he starts laughing and then he goes back down again he starts pulling again and yanking stuff and then he comes back up with more handfuls of hair and yeah. I was like he's ripping Daniel Bryan's hair obviously he's not actually yeah. ripping Daniel Bryan's hair out but that's really cool he goes I back really a, like it he goes back a third time to do it as totally, well yeah. um, it was it was a, a, a new take on I mean I think in deliberate misleading Mm, has, yes. has been done very, very well here. This whole thing about him introducing a new face. Um, and, of course, immediately everyone's instant reaction is going to be a new person. Yes. he's go There's going to be someone with him. Mm -hmm. Not what he meant at all, mm -hmm. as it turns out. Uh, very nicely done. Interesting. Not nice, nice that he's talking about introducing a new face. And he's his version is to tear the hair out of someone who's newly turned newly face. turned face exactly Very nice touch uh, yeah um, absolutely love that little touch and i think this is this would be a great way if we see like full shaved head daniel bryan again yeah that would again be a nice right now this is getting real niche here uh -huh. but this is a a reference that i don't even know if he intended to make but when he was doing all his firefly funhouse stuff talking about the lizard people mm. and the reptilians and all that stuff and then he goes and takes Daniel Bryan back to his bold roots that he used to have when he was the American Dragon in Ring of Honor. That's a level I don't know if Ooh. they meant to do. But if he meant that and he th starts throwing in reptile references and then takes Daniel Bryan back to looking like he used to be when he was the American Dragon as Bryan Danielson in Ring of Honor. Oh, that's good. That would be awesome. And that's a level I think I've read into that that they haven't, but you know what? I don't care. It's great. I'd love it if they have read that far I into know. it. I mean, the whole lizard person thing kind of came out of nowhere. Totally, yeah. So if this is the reasoning, and like, if if you've got Bray Wyatt working with Daniel Bryan, I could see those two minds coming together. Mm. Like saying, thinking, okay, what can we really do here? How can we absolutely kill this angle? Exactly, yeah. So that, that's something that you don't have to mention on TV. No. All you have to do is throw in some reptile references and kind of direct them at Brian. And yep. some people, like me, will put two and two together and, you know, make a whole new level of this feud that might not yep. have even really existed in the first place. I think it was really well done. Very so well done. Brian Wyatt's new face that he's been teasing is Daniel Bryan. And I really, really liked this whole story throughout the whole show. I think mm. it culminated really perfectly. I'm really excited to see where Daniel Bryan goes from here, whether he's going to be just completely, you know, shaved head, whether he's going to come out with just chunks of his hair missing, I don't know, next week. Like, I have no idea what, what's going to happen. I don't know how Bryan's going to react to it. Yeah. I don't know if it, how Bray Wyatt is going to react to it more. I'm just really more excited for this feud now, and I think that's the whole point of this this angle. Yeah, it's become such a massive uh, just surge of excitement towards it. Like you say, 
what's Daniel Bryan going to look like? How are they going to react? I mean, Bray Wyatt is already tweeting out about this, saying like, what do you think he's going to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is really cool. I, again, is he going to come out straight up bald? Is the beard going to be there? Is it going to be gone? Yeah. And it adds this whole new thing. <clears throat> well, it, it's not even so much of a new thing, but it's this whole new way of Bray manipulating Daniel Bryan. Because the first time, when, which is what they've been harking back to, mm-hmm. was his whole thing of trying to get him to join the family. Yes. Jo- join the family. Yeah. Um, and again, possibly with that, is that playing into the whole Miz talking about family? Maybe. To Daniel Bryan? I don't yeah. know. It's another nice touch. But this one, he's still manipulating Daniel Bryan, but in a completely reversed way. Mm. He's not getting trying to get him to join him. Much yeah. the opposite. He's getting him to try and fight him. Yeah. yeah. And it's working. It's really, really well done. Mm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. got to say thank you to our 25 dollar and above pledge hammers on patreon Absolutely. if you're not a patron yet for WrestleTalk, why the hell not <laughs> you get loads of extra bonus content and depending what tier you're at you get shout outs and videos you get your name and credits you get low bonus podcasts you get all sorts of stuff but if you pledge at the 25 dollar and above tier you get your own wrestling nickname and you get them read out on a show just like this one so thank you to badasaurus rex joseph calmarin oh, yes thank you very Beautiful. much the perfect storm 
Noah Trombley. Woo! Yes, the perfect storm. New Japan commentator Brian Kelly. Oh, like the actual Fantastic. one. Fantastic. Thank you. In my veins. <laughs> Viper Alistair. I love that you get to say that one. Me too. Don't call me Junior. Kev Foster Junior. Am I not supposed to say he, the Junior bit? He just said not to. Hey, thank you. All right. And finally, All-Star Chuck Turner. Woo, yes. Thank you very much. So, let's get into the main show now. Uh, So, the show opened up with Roman Reigns. Uh, He came out and he cut a promo about Thanksgiving, saying that he was thankful for, uh, you know, his uh, health and happiness and... What was the other one? Health, happiness and family. Family. Yeah. Those are three he was thankful for. And I was like, that's lovely. And he said, you know, last year was tough. He said last year only had one of those things. Yeah. Um, So, he wasn't healthy, nor was he happy. Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, had family around. But, um, yeah, obviously not... not a, not a great year. He reflected on on a very tough tough yeah. year last year, which um, was nice. It, it was a nice <coughs> little like, oh yeah, you did go through that. Yeah, I still like you, Roman. Yeah. Um, and then he was saying he kind of transitioned that to saying like, Team SmackDown got the job done at Survivor Series, and I was like, all right, let's just ignore every other match on the card. Then sounds good. Yeah. The NXT chants were were flowing, and he mm-hmm. did he did react quite well to that. He was like, hey, it, he said it's all WWE NXT. They're badass too, uh, but they didn't get the job done. I mean, they did. They, yeah, they very overall did. They, they won, but fairly convincingly. Yeah, uh, um, score I did find that very strange when the NXT chance came up and then it goes, "Hey, it's all WWE." It's like, what's the point of the entire Survivor yeah, Series then? <laughs> You've just undermined the entire point of brand supremacy, you Little moron. Bit. But still, it, it, it was fine. Um, but then he transitioned, say that there, were, and he said, you know, big thanks to. Ali and to Shorty G and Braun Strowman, but there was one dummy on the team. Yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go. And he says, he's going to make the dummy apologize. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to sure. thank a dummy. The dummy should be thanking me. Let's make the dummy apologize. You know, well, thanks and apologies, different things, but sure. Sure. Um, let's do that anyway. And he invites, invites Corbin out. Yeah. And Corbin, of course, comes out not on his, not on his little chair anymore. No. He's just walking like, a, like, a, like some kind of common. I know. Plebeian. I know. Um, and he says, he says it was his fearless leadership. That uh, that won for SmackDown, uh, saying that he eliminated two people before Rain speared him. Yeah, which is true. Which is mean, true. Roman got rid of four people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, he he eliminated two people, uh, and Reigns challenges him to get the job done uh, tonight instead. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, "You definitely didn't get the job done because I speared you." I was like, "Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a heel thing to say, Reigns." Yeah, but bit. you know, we'll we'll gloss over that. Um, he says, yeah, you've got another chance. You can get the job done tonight. Uh, Corman says Reigns is an egomaniac. And he says that... And then he transitions just, and just says that his Thanksgiving was great and he has servants to pick up his forks. I'm like, what is this promo? You're going all over the shop. Like, yeah, it was, it was... It was very strange. It was coming and going all over the place. He said that, you know, he had wonderful food and Roman Reigns is used to eating dog food. Um, I, which, you know, okay. we're, we're back there again. So I, I, I think... Corbin's character is very good when he thinks that he's a king because he has power. Mm. He thinks that he's a king because he's better than the rest of the locker room. He thinks that he's a king because he gets to abuse his authority. I can see where you're going with this. He's not an actual <laughs> king. There it is. He doesn't have servants. <laughs> nor is he delusional to think that he actually has servants mm. that pick up forks for him when he drops them. That was just like, that was a moment when I was like, 
I am way out of this promo now. That, yeah. It's such a strange line. And then him saying, like, oh, you're so used to eating dog food. It's like, he's not an actual dog, Corbin. Like, there was a couple lines where I'm like, you've got mixed up between what you think your character's supposed to be and what your character actually is. Yeah. It just got really... The wires were really crossed on this one. Yeah, we got sort of lost in this strange... Strange drama of... He, does he actually think he's a king? Yeah. Does he actually think Roman Reigns is a dog? Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it, it, trying to rescue it with a classic heel turn of turning on the the crowd saying he's thankful that he doesn't live in this part of the godforsaken country where the food is worse than the football and local sports team reference always yeah. a good one to go for yep um and then the upshot of the entire thing is he says well actually you're going to fight robert Roode." okay sure uh, i let you out corbin rants on a bit more and then says he should fight Roode instead k that was my <laughs> it was a long rambly promo that didn't really get anywhere didn't put anything over, didn't further the story, and then said, okay, you should fight Rude. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's so backwards. I, I don't know why they're doing the... Because the story should be that Reigns like, wants to get his hands on Corbin or something, and he has to fight his way through Rude and Ziggler, and then he makes it to Corbin. But he's already kind of speared Corbin. They've already been feuding for ages, mm. and now he's gone back to fighting Rude now before he's probably going to fight Ziggler, yeah, and then yeah. probably Corbin. It's like they've just gone to the story and go, right, we'll reset to zero, and no one will notice. But we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is an unfortunate way to actually get into a pretty decent match. It was an okay match. This, this was a, a fun match. Um, and it wasn't very good to start with. It was just a normal Reigns beatdown, Rude being quite slow and methodical, yeah. which isn't very fun to watch. However, one thing that as much as people like to rag on Roman Reigns, there is one thing he's incredible at, and that is a near fall. Good God. Roman Reigns is so good at near falls. Yeah, he's so good at going fantastic. one, two... And right at the last second, he'll just throw his shoulder up. He is incredible at that. There was a couple of near falls in this match where I didn't really buy that Rude was winning, but there was a couple of moments where I was like, Rude's winning. Yeah, where <laughs> it suddenly could have gone that way, you know. Exactly. Combined, that was combined with usually Ziggler having, um, I don't know, how many how many interruptions did he have? That's about 17. Oh, 17 distractions at least. So many. From Ziggler. Um but yeah, I mean, Roman was was firing back, looking strong. There was there was a nice uh, there was a nice massive sort of moment a bit later on where he's like just he was just ruining Rude quite yeah. a bit. I mean, and it continued to the end, but we'll get there when we get mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, he had a nice little stare down with Corbin, which was to be expected. Um, and yeah, Rude did get some some really nice moments in. There was a really nice uh, segment where Rude uh, had his glorious DDT counted into the pin. And then Roman lifted him out of the pin, which was... I, I never quite understand why they do that unless, I, like, you're brawn and you're like, I want to just fight more. It makes sense. If they kick out before you pick him up... Mm. So they're in the roll-up and they go, oh, and they manage to get one shoulder up and then you go, all right, fine. And then you lift him up and then... Yeah, but lift, lifting him out of the pin. Lift him it out looks of the pin. good because he lifted him out of the pin for a really nice set-out powerbomb, mm-hmm. which is always which fun is cool. to see, uh, which Rude kicked out of, looking mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I'll I'll never quite understand why people do that unless, like I say, I think Braun used to do it when he Braun was like, do it. he was like covering them. He was like, no, I'm gonna just beat him down yeah, some more, exactly. which is Roman style. And so that's a Braun thing. Mm. Um, there was a Superman punch out of midair to Rude, which was fun yep. for a near fall. There was uh, he went for a spear, which got counted into a spine buster, which was a very close near fall. Yeah. That was one where it's only a bloody spine buster. Yeah, but even then, I was like, whoa, that was a close near fall. Um, 
And then Corbin gives Rude the scepter, which he's trying to use um, to, to hit Roman. Mm. Corbin provides a distraction, but Reigns just hits a spear, um, gets the gets the, the win over Rude, which yeah. is, you know, to be expected. Uh, but then after the bell, Ziggler and Rude start to beat down afterwards. He fights off Ziggler, and it's just Rude. And then Rude tries to murder him, Yeah, he. I guess. It kind of almost looks like he's actually trying to execute him. Mm, totally. Because um, he, he gets a chair, sets it up in the ring, so it's sitting there, puts Reigns' head on the chair, and then grabs a scepter and looks like he's literally going to, like, smash it on the back of his head. Mm. Which would kill a man. Yeah, but... Just I mean, saying. Yeah, or cause at least significant damage. Significant damage, yeah. Um, but then uh, Reigns gets out of the way, and he leaves a dent in the chair instead. Yeah. Uh, he hits a Superman punch, takes him onto the outside, spears him through the barricade, which is always mm-hmm. a nice spot to see. And then he goes a bit nuts, and he starts just throwing chairs on him. And then he and then he grabs yeah. the commentary table, and then he pushes that up, and then he throws that on him as well. Yeah, and uh, Dolph tries to get involved, at, at which point I've written that um, he absolutely Keith Lee's Ziggler into the crowd. <laughs> using I the f- stairs. I forgot he did that. He got the stairs and just went... Skadoosh. And then he, he went flying. It was yeah, great. Yeah, he, he went flying. Obviously, Ziggler sold it like he'd just been shot. Yeah. Um, and of course, the commentary table are like, he's picking up the commentary table. That weighs 17 tons. Or, you know, however yeah. much they say it weighs. I, it's, yeah, it's not it's, that heavy. It's, yeah, they say it weighs a massive amount. And you think, that's really impressive. And you look underneath it, and there's nothing there. There's nothing. There's just it's, nothing. It's hollow. Um, but regardless, it was a cool beatdown. Uh, I think mm. when, when Rude was about to, you know, like, kill him, he was saying, like, uh, Think of your family or whatever, which is yeah. probably going to lead to Corbin, uh, Rude, and Ziggler versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. Yeah, I'm the thinking comeback for the Usos. There's been a couple of mentions of family in this feud. Obviously, it was yeah. a Thanksgiving promo, so he mentioned family, but then Corbin mentioned family against him there. Rude mentioned family when he was beating him down. So maybe mm. a return for the Usos to have a, a six man feud. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, yeah. I did quite like how the uh, sort of the post ad wrap up of the match was done with uh with Cole and um and Graves just sort of really sheepish standing there's like, well we don't have a desk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they were just That's always fun. Um so that opening segment took up the first forty minutes of the show. Jesus. In an in a two hour show, you've got an hour and twenty minutes left yeah. and you've done one segment. That's in, that's insane to me. Uh, we then get the first uh of the Firefly Funhouse segments before sure. it leads into a backstage promo. There's yeah. a corridor. There's a man in a shadow. Well, I was a bit annoyed at first because Mustafa Ali had just had his entrance. Mm, yeah. And then immediately totally. there was a video package. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. But why are you doing this? We've we've spoken about this at length before about totally. weird sort of cutting together a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, oh, there's a video package. And oh, hang on a minute. I recognize that voice. Mm-hmm. Who's that man talking? It was only bloody Seamus. Yep. Seamus is back. Yeah. Which is great. I didn't even think he'd be good to wrestle like ever. ever. And yet here he is. Doing a backstage promo, it, it was really well shot. It was just oh, like yeah. this uh, like hallway, essentially. And he was in complete shadow, so you could yeah. just see the silhouette of him there. And he was saying about the lay of the land of SmackDown. It's pathetic. Yeah. And he said, we've got a fiend, a king, a shorty G, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. It's a great line. Loved um, it. Yeah, he said it was just uh, the current state of SmackDown was pathetic. It's full of misfits and cowards. Mm. There's no one with a backbone and no one like me. No one like me. And as he said that, he stepped forwards and then he's bathed in light and you can see Seamus. He's not got the mohawk anymore. Yep. He's not got the braided beard. Mm-hmm. He's kind of back to spiky hair and he's back to a bit of a, you know, just a, a tash, yeah. essentially. And uh, um, SmackDown looks- will be his. It would seem. I'm into it. Yep, I'm I'm well into it. I quite, like it. Quite like he's like no one with a backbone. I'm like, how's how's your backbone up towards the top, doing oh. Seamus? <laughs> 
Very um, good. But yeah, this was a really, really nice little promo there. Solid. Good, um, good work. I like it. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the whole thing of SmackDown, there's so much going on with SmackDown that is now getting people really excited. Obviously, mm. quite aside from the whole main story that we've talked about with, with Daniel Bryan and, and Fiend, this is fantastic. Yeah, totally. Really exciting um, stuff. This led it into a very, very quick match between Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak. Yeah. Mustafa Ali just kind of won. He hit a super kick to DDT 450 for the win. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Match, you know, I mean, we've seen Ali versus Gulak before mm-hmm. on 205 Live. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was really great. good. I mean, those two are so good together in the ring. Um, I, the, the cynical part of me wants to say like, oh, they messed up the booking with mm-hmm. Ali get, taking the pin in his hometown in the three-on-three tag match. Let's give him a nice thing now in a really quick match that's kind of throwaway. I don't want them to do that with those two together because they're really good together in the ring. They work so well. Give them something. Make this a thing. Sure, why not? Uh, We then get Bailey and Sasha Banks walking backstage. They're coming up next. We get Heavy Machinery doing a merch ad, which (laughs) is Heavy Machinery. Love it. Um, Daniel Bryan's backstage pacing. And Mm -hmm. then then I wrote, oh, that's the segment. Okay. (laughs) I thought it it was another whole backstage promo, but it was just him pacing. Uh, We then get the video recap of the Women's Survivor Series match and the Women's Main Event. Uh, And then Sasha and Bailey uh, come out. And um, Michael Cobb has now changed from, it's Boss time to well, it's boss time here on SmackDown, and coming up next week. <laughs> they, no, you can't just make that just a normal phrase, Michael Cole. Yeah. You're terrible. Um, Sasha Banks says we didn't come out here for some rah rah speech again. And dig at Dave Meltzer uh-huh. once again. Um, says we'll leave that to Monday Night Raw. Bailey says she didn't lose because Basil is better than her. I mean, you did, but okay. Uh, Sasha then runs down the whole women's SmackDown team, saying that they all suck. And yeah. in response to this, uh, Lacey Evans comes out, which was a surprise. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, Lacey Evans comes out to answer, uh-oh, is she a face now? Yes, she is. Yeah. Uh, she came out, and I said, oh, God, Lacey Evans' chance, what timeline are we on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, of all the things I could have expected in this episode of SmackDown, that was not one of them. No, absolutely Actual, not. genuine, honest-to-God Lacey Evans' chance. I know, yeah, it's crazy. It so was she, unexpected. She um, came out saying, you know, her, basically, she didn't really change anything. She was just saying, the SmackDown Women's Championship needs a bit of class. I'm a classy lady, whatever. I've just finished creating a Thanksgiving dinner for 36 people or whatever it was, she said. Yeah, and they lack the class to sit at the kiddies table. Yeah. Um, uh, and then she said something about a chicken dance. Not sure No what idea is. what that is. I mean, answers, sure. answers, if you know what a chicken dance is, please tell us. Yeah, Because be we're great. kind of lost. Because we have no idea. Um, and uh, yeah, and then she says, she wouldn't tap out under pressure. I was like, do you remember your entire feud with Becky Lynch? Because I'm pretty sure you tapped out a lot. I feel like during Did that. she tap to Natalia? Ever? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure she, she would have done. She would have done. I mean, Natalia only makes people tap. Yes. And she did win. True. Yeah. Some of them. So you'd think. Yeah. You'd imagine. Um, she then hits a women's right onto Sasha Banks, who kind of steps in between her and Bailey. Uh, so it looks like we're getting Lacey Evans versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah. Which is nice because it's different. Yeah, it's a bit fresher. Mm. Um, you know, we've, much as I love Nikki Cross, we've seen that quite a lot now. Mm. Um, it's been, it kind of, it overstepped into the whole Survivor Series thing where mm-hmm. that became a bit of a, too much of a focus. Yeah. Um, obviously negatively impacting the team. So throwing Lacey in there into the mix is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be talking a little bit more about how things might be changing on the face of the women's roster Folks coming show. up in a bit. Yeah, so uh, straight after that, uh, we got another uh, Brian backstage. That's when the Firefly Fun, the second Firefly Funhouse came in and yes. we had the whole remix of the Muscle Man dance. Then we got uh, Sonya Deville versus Nikki Cross. And before this match started, Mandy Rose got on the microphone to say, 
I'm not one to run down how people look, but she looks like a cold plate of Thanksgiving leftovers. It's just them just being like, guys, it's on Thanksgiving! We need to make yeah. all these references because it's Thanksgiving! I mean, like, they, oh, come on, guys. They had their whole thing going on Twitter, these these guys. Oh, um, God, it's... Where, you know, Mandy was talking about how it was just embarrassing about the loss to NXT and mm-hmm. also that uh, Nikki was in the match instead of Sonya and Sonya replying saying, don't even get me started. It's embarrassing. I'd beat that twerp hands tied behind my back. And then Nikki just, I think she just slammed her face into the keyboard because it's just, just letters. Running um, straight over it was yeah, a good and response. This this whole thing with, with Mandy, it was just... The way she said, you know, looks like a cold plate of Thanksgiving leftovers. She ended it with an inflection going up at the end as if she was going to go on. She's like, exactly. Leftovers. <laughs> oh, I'll leave the ring. Okay. And then I'll leave the ring now. It I was, was like, wait, what? Yeah, it was very strange. It was strange. It was a bit weak. Uh, um, speaking of weak, the match was weak too. It lasted about a minute, maybe less. And Nikki Cross got a roll-up victory. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't wonderful. Yeah, it's it the most wonderful. devastating move in the women's division: the roll-up. The roll-up, totally. It's the equivalent of playing Tekken and getting a win with the shin kick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, but then Fire and Desire beat down Nikki after the bell, uh-huh. and Alexa Bliss makes her return yes. to save Nikki Cross. Yes, and they hug afterwards. Yeah, they're still friends. Cool. Um, Corey saying, "Oh my goddess." Because it's a bad the, line. The, the goddess. It's a bad um, line. Um, yeah. But that's another nice addition to the SmackDown Women's Division. Yeah. So now we've got Lacey Evans challenging for the belt. We've got, you know, Alexa Bliss has made a return, kind of bolstering that division a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so we've got a few new fresh faces going, going about their business in there, which is yeah. pretty good. That's going to be really nice. I'm sure we're going to get some... I mean, the thing is, are we? Obviously, if, with Lacey in the picture, um, it, it seems like we're not going to get... Well, we might. Bailey and Sasha versus... Nikki and Alexa are Nikki Possibly. and Alexa going to come back to, to tag together? Maybe. Maybe they can take on the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag team titles again. That would be interesting. Maybe. I mean, then you've got Alexa and Lacey coming into fresh off both sides of things, singles mm-hmm. and tag team, yeah. which would be a nice addition. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, we then get the uh, the Daniel Bryan backstage segment, as mentioned before, with Miz. Yep. Uh, and then we have Dana Brooks backstage, probably sending yeah. a tweet to, to Batista. <laughs> and then uh, Drake Maverick comes in. And he says, oh, you know, it's Christmas season now, now that Thanksgiving's over. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, got a favorite <coughs> tradition of mine. Grabs out some mistletoe. And he goes, well, here we go then. And just holds it up. And then she was like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, aren't and then, you married? It's complicated. Aren't you married? It's complicated. Uh, and then she just goes, not in any season ever. Yeah. And then you just hear a guitar strum. Elias. Elias is back, everybody. Uh, he just walks out and just sings a song against Drake Maverick. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do the whole... Drake Maverick meme because only Ollie can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and he sings a song, and Dana got really, really into it. She was well into it. They, it, it was. I was weird, weird how they sort of interacted because when he first appeared, she's like, "Oh my god, where have you been? Where have you been?" And he was like, "I've been on a journey, <laughs> a journey outwards, outwards, and inwards, inwards." It was great. I love Elias. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was cool to see him again. Yeah. Cool. Uh, just, just interested to see br- what he does bringing, next. Bringing together the trio of returns mm-hmm. that we saw, and all very exciting returns. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say this now then. Uh, I would say I'm very excited to see these three people. Mm-hmm. I like Seamus, like Elias, I like Alexa Bliss. I thought these returns were a little bit underwhelming. I would have preferred if, like, Seamus had come out and beaten someone up, or... It was a, a fully edited video package rather than a, a backstage promo in a hallway. 
Uh, I would have preferred Elias to interrupt like a heel's promo. If like Corbin was cutting a promo and Elias interrupted him, that would have been a massive like face pop for Elias because he's a face now. Uh, and I think like Alexa Bliss coming out was fine. There wasn't anything inherently wrong with it. It was quite easily telegraphed though. And it was against Fire and Desire, which didn't really have any, you know, stakes to it. Like if she'd have saved Nikki Cross from Bailey and Sasha Banks, that would have been a little bit better, I think, than Fire and Desire. So it's like, there's nothing wrong with these returns. They, they're good. I just feel like they could have been better. I don't know. I There are aspects of that which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly uh, Alexa Bliss's comeback because uh, I've, I know I've spoken, we've spoken about um, Nikki Cross's ring gear. Mm-hmm. We spoke, I think it might even been as recently as last week, about how it's gone back to blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's great. It's gone back to her roots. And she came out this week and she had the pink mixed in. And you're like... Okay, I can kind of see where this is going. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the rumors flying around about Alexa coming back have been going around for some time. Um, and with the pink in her gear back again, it was kind of telegraphed. Um, I like Seamus's one. Yeah. And there's an aspect that we're going to talk about later, with, with which I agree with maybe he should have just come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was actually done really well for a backstage promo. Totally, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong. It was a very good promo. Oh, I'm yeah. not taking that away from it at all. I just would have preferred, as this is a big return. This felt like this was like week two, week three stuff. Mm. Not the return, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, Elias's one, I actually think, works better with him being backstage. You reckon? I think so, because that was kind of how he was introduced. You know, I mean, I guess his first one, I think he may have just walked across the stage and not paid any attention to anyone, mm. just with the strumming the guitar. But then a lot of it was him backstage and various people going, Who, who's that? I quite like Elias' backstage segments. I think this worked really well with, with his. I think the way he got over and what people love him for was his in-ring singing promos. That's true. So I think bringing him back to do one of those would have been like, I'm a face now, you should all love me again. And people are like, yeah. this is why we love you, Elias. You're great. And like the song backstage was fine, yeah. but I don't think it had the same impact as if, as if he was in front of a live crowd. I guess so. I, I quite liked him being being backstage. I think we're going to see, obviously, his interruptions totally. coming. Um, the weirdest thing about that was just the trio involved. Elias, Dana, and Drake Maverick. Dana Brooke and Drake Maverick. Weird. Sure. Um, but then after that, uh, the New Day come out. Uh, Biggie does a Biggie promo. Uh, and they issue an open challenge for really, their tag team championships. Really enjoyed that. Did, did you just say hog? Yep. And did you say dog? No, I was playing. I was playing. I was playing. I was playing. Um, they, yeah, they op- issue an open challenge for their tag team championships, which yeah. was answered by Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro with Sami Zayn. Yes. Great. Love it. Sami Zayn cuts a great promo, as usual. Oh, uh, he yeah. was running down Thanksgiving and Black Friday, being like, you know, it's everything that's wrong with capitalism and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Class promo. As, love as, it. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, I'm just saying I really love this segment. It's great. Yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of things that he said, as always. Mm-hmm. I like to write down what Sami Zayn says. He's great. Because he's fantastic. We love um, Sami Zayn. Thanksgiving is a holiday for the gluttonous masses celebrating imperialistic evil. No, he's 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 a gift. Oh yeah, and he's he's incredible. And Black Friday him. is the most fraudulent corporate scam of a holiday, promoting rabid consumerism. Keep going. It epitomizes all the evils of capitalism. Is he wrong though? That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm gonna say. Is he wrong? Anyway, oh uh, he cuts a fantastic promo, says that Shinsuke and Cesaro are going to win the tag team titles, and then we have the match: New Day versus Nakamura and Cesaro, which was again fun match. Uh, I feel like if they were given one more time, two, a clean finish, or three, you know, a bigger stage like a pay-per-view, this would have been a lot better. But for what it was, it was fun. 
Um, there was going into an ad break. Cesaro did a massive uppercut oh, yeah. <laughs> going into the ad break. Just uppercut him over the commentary table, yeah. which was so fun. <laughs> Loved it. Um, there was big Urinagi from Big E. There was a uh-huh. big uh, kick and a headbutt from Cesaro. Um, there was a nice bit towards the end um, where Kofi went for a dive to the outside and got caught on the outside with an uppercut from Cesaro, which was just... Bloody love Cesaro. He's yeah. so good. I was worried about Kofi at one point, actually, mm. because earlier on we had this moment where um, he was he was up on the uh, on the second rope, I believe it was. Uh, Cesaro distracts him. Nakamura pulls his leg and just the whiplash he got as his head just impacted mm. yeah, totally. with the top turnbuckle. That yeah. looked nasty. Yep. It's a great spot from Kofi. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, then Cesaro dumps, kind of dumps Kofi onto the ropes, and Sami Zayn tries to get involved. He brings the tray of pancakes in, Mm -hmm. and he's going to go and try and hit Kofi with the tray. But before he can do so, the ref sees him. Oh, my God, distraction that the ref actually sees. Crazy. How long has it been since that's actually happened? Insane. So before Zayn can actually hit uh, Kofi with the tray, uh, the ref uh, stops him, takes the tray off, and ejects Zayn from the match. Cesaro is there like... Oh, no! And then when he turns around, he gets hit with a trouble in paradise, and Kofi picks up the win. Um, Again, fun match. I think if it went another two or three minutes and had a clean finish, it would have been a a great match. Uh, It was just kind of picking up into that high gear when the match ended, but, you know, is what it is. Yep, and... Um, um... Kofi's 996 career days of being a tag team champion continue. So he's going to be over a thousand days by the time we get to next week's SmackDown. Yeah. Insane. That's actually a insane. Massive achievement. Yeah, that's um, actually ridiculous. I was hoping it wouldn't kind of s- telegraph the way the match was going too much. It's like they've got to let him get to a thousand, surely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I never really believed that Nakamura and Cesaro were going to win, but I just expected no. a really good match, which it was, in fairness. Yeah. It was a good match. Um, but then we just get a replay of Reigns beating up Rue Familia, and then it leads into the main event anger, which we've already spoke about. So, yes. overall, I thought this was a fine show. I'd say there were some exciting moments with the returns. Feel like they could have been done better, but that's just me. Um, I said that the Wyatt stuff that like permeated the entire show was really interesting. I thought the matches were fine to good, uh, but I don't feel like much progressed. Much feels the same. Is it still Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend? Granted, with a new slant. Reigns versus Corbin is just <laughs> whatever. We're still Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They're still together. And even though we've got something new, where I will say that Bailey versus Lacey Evans is new and fresh and. At least different, I'll, I'll give it that. Um, I rated this a smack bang in the middle. I see, I, I gave this um, probably a low, but still nonetheless in that bracket. I gave this a low um, smack, smack-tastic. Smack-tastic, yeah. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed the returns. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for the most part they were well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and they add that sort of new dimension. It got me more excited for how the women's division is going to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got Lacey and Alexa coming back. Totally. What Alexa's going to do, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. You know, there are injury concerns there. She's taken quite a few blows to the head. As, yeah. As it, would, as it would happen. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what what she's going to do is going to be interesting. It depends how much wrestling she's going to do. Throw her into a kind of managerial role. I mean, I have no doubt she'll absolutely kill that. Totally. You know, Sammy, you, you have Sammy and Alexa in managerial roles. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, excited for the comebacks. Um, love seeing, as you say, the whole Wyatt thing permeating the entire show mm-hmm. was lovely. Um, and there are some things that are getting a little bit stale. And I'm putting that mildly in some cases. Yep. No names mentioned. Reigns Corbin, no yep. names mentioned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think also just in terms of 
watching the show, mm-hmm. um, I think in many cases the editing's getting a little bit better. Okay, fair um, enough. There wasn't quite so much. We it's very noticeable how we haven't been going on so much about the damn ad breaks every time coming mm-hmm. in at crucial moments. Yeah, that's true. Um, which was nice. There's been some really good character work. Um, I cannot under, I cannot overstate enough how good The Miz is not only with Bray, but also with... Sorry, how good Daniel Bryan is not only with Bray, but with Miz. Yep. I think that really adds a lot to it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the matches, again, much like you, fine. Mm-hmm. Fine to good. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm putting this in a low smack-tastic for me. Cool. Uh, let's see what you guys thought. We did a, a yes. community post uh, earlier on on WrestleTalk's YouTube community tab uh, asking what you guys thought of SmackDown. And 56% of people also rated it a smack bang in the middle uh, with 22% rating it a smacktastic. So it's very much in that kind of high smack bang in the middle, low smacktastic range um, yeah. for, for the show. 6% said magnificent, 10 said SmackDowner, and 7% said a smack in the face. Right, so I'll get to the email first. <laughs> He's still laughing about Ginger of Death. Ginger of Death is so good. Um, we've got an email here from uh, Matthew Perry, not that one. Oh, yeah. Um, who says, Hello, Pete. Thank you for reading out my email about... He's the one who emailed in the previous Ring of the Grammarian, the yes. one email we got from last week. Yes, yes, yes. Said, Hello, Pete. Thank you for reading out my email about D&D spells being changed. Kind of bummed it didn't catch on. Oh, it's still going, Matthew. Fear not. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you read mine out. Uh, found out my unit will be rotating to Poland in March, and since it will be my first time visiting Europe, I wondered if you or anyone else had any advice on what to do on my time off. Just want you guys to know that I listen to you guys in the back of a Bradley fighting vehicle and on top of a tank. You guys made me feel... <laughs> <laughs> you guys made the field bearable. Very respectfully, Lieutenant Matthew Perry. Lieutenant Matthew... That's wonderful. We've been on top of a tank. We've been on top of a tank. Essentially, yes. Love that. Thank you for your email, Matthew. Mm. And the D&D spells are still going. Fear not. Oh, yeah. Please still email in more because yeah, they're amazing. 100%. Um, things to do in Europe. I mean, I don't know how far you can go because I don't know anything to do in Poland necessarily. No, I've never been to Poland. There was a time, um, and this is going back a few years, where was it called Euro Trekking? Was a big Possibly. thing where people in like their gap yards, the gap um, would would basically you could get for really really cheap. Mm. You could get like. Just a massive, not a, I was going to say a massive train ticket, meaning you could go to massive amount of places. It wasn't like a physical massive <laughs> train ticket. Just this enormous, like a, co- like a comic comically world. large train ticket. But you could get this train ticket that would basically, it was for, for a ridiculously cheap amount of money to get to various countries, usually in sort of Eastern Bloc mm-hmm. kind of areas, moving into sort of the Baltic areas, Croatia, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think people tended to start out in Germany mm-hmm. was the general starting point. So Central, Western Europe, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not, C- not Central. Quite like, not quite like Mediterranean area, but yeah. further on sort of Germany and around sort of the Poland area. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still a thing because, I say, this was a while ago now. You're looking back a good sort of eight years or mm-hmm. so more even. But it depends on it entirely depends on how far you are able to travel. Obviously, you know, with how much free time you have, you don't want to be trekking to different countries, I would imagine. I'm not sure. Mm. Um but I've never been to Poland, so No. The in the long and rambly way of saying I'm not sure. Yeah, genuinely <laughs> have no idea. If you can make it to like Germany, go to 
places. Uh, yeah, I mean, Germany's fantastic. Cologne. I've been there a couple of Berlin. times. Cologne I've been to. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Berlin I haven't. Berlin is apparently just a hotbed of fantastic stuff. Um, mm. What I've learned about Berlin, apparently, mass, and I didn't expect this from really anywhere in Germany, um, massive, massive center of veganism. Really? Berlin, yeah. Oh, wow. 100%. That's cool. Um, and obviously, Berlin apparently has a wonderful... Uh, party scene, mm-hmm. uh, club scene. It's apparently it's just ridiculous. It's mm. awesome. So I've heard. Um, That's cool. Munich. I've only heard bad things about because my dad used to go there on business, and that was all I ever heard about it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Partic- if you particularly want to see the European Patent Office, you can go to Munich. It's, <laughs> it's there, probably still. <laughs> Can't imagine it's that exciting. Yeah. You never know. Um, I mean, yeah. You say it's a, a centre for. For veganism, but mm. if you're Boris Johnson, then that's uh, vegan, you know, as he pronounced it yesterday, oh, because God. he's a moron. Not that we're getting political on this podcast or no, anything. Never. Absolutely not doing that. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for your email, Matthew. Mm. Sorry we couldn't be of more help, but immerse um, yourself in the food. I, I don't really know too much about Eastern slash Central Europe, really. Mm. Unfortunately, no, no. I say I, I just whenever I'm in a new place, I just try try as much local food. Try as food. I can. That's yeah. my thing. So eat the yeah. food. Eat food. Mm. Uh, that's just some good general advice. I think it's just eat food. Yeah, eat it's food really is, a, is a really good life tip. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for many years now. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, uh, so last thing to talk about then, I think before we actually uh, mm. wrap this up, is tonight we're going to be yes. doing something quite fun, I think. Yes. Uh, in yes, that we, uh, we thought originally that two of the players in one of our D&D campaigns were going to be absent uh, this yes. week so we wouldn't have a normal session that we mm. wanted to. And in my campaign, one of my players is off on holiday. I yeah. think he's in Japan. Might be wrong. I think Japan, yeah. Possibly. Um, so he's not going to be around for a couple weeks yet. So yeah. we can't do my campaign, and we didn't want to do um, our friend's campaign either. Sure. Because um, we thought two of them would be missing. However, one of those people is now going to be around, which means we've got the vast majority. We still don't want to do a session, but we said, hey, why don't we do a special little Battle Royale one-off, one-shot thing? Yes. Which we've done before a couple times. We have. We mentioned it uh, probably a few weeks ago. We did. In fact, when you broke the rules and you pulled him off into a thoughts. dragon. Entirely the DM's fault. And not I, yours at all. I didn't know I was what I was doing. Yeah, I, I assumed I could do it. I asked and he said, yeah, that's fine. So I'm I know. Fine. But, but, you did, point is, but you did cheat. Well, is it cheating? Yes. If you don't know the, the rules? Yes. yes. No. Yes. Never. Lies. Yes. Lies and slander, good <laughs> stuff. Um, but yes, as you say, another Battle royal one shot this time. Now, the difference is that this time we're basically just rolling new characters. Mm-hmm. We are rolling entirely new characters. We're not using the ones from the campaign. So anything goes, really. Pretty much. Um, I have ideas in my head because on uh, on D&D Beyond, I've got like 30 characters mm. that I've made. Yeah. And I'm probably never going to use the vast majority except in cases like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do end up using the character I'm thinking, he's quite fun. Yeah. Um, in a way. In a way, he's quite fun. In a way, he's also quite vanilla and boring. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if it's vanilla and boring for the backstory, that doesn't really matter for a, you know, Battle Royale one-shot. Oh, no, 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 just, just in, in what, what he is. Right. He's a bit... Okay. Eh, he's not particularly exciting. A human fighter. <laughs> <laughs> he's an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into whatever realm this thing is taking place, and he's going to be setting up a, a like a pop-up bar. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's going to be perfect. Serving refreshments at half-time. Yeah. Uh, I'm thoroughly excited for it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because I, I thought, in my slightly drunken state last night, uh, when the message first went out that we the idea floated out to do this battle royale, I thought I'd respond as being like, let me DM this one, because I haven't DM'd a, a, a battle royale yet. Mm. Um, 
But I didn't, apparently, and I'm kind of glad I didn't, because as it turns out, I've got zero time to plan it. Yes. Got no time to make maps, got no time to plan out how it would play out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can just go, fight. Yeah. But then the DM doesn't really do anything. So I would want to do some extra stuff to it. Yeah, you'd want um, to have, like, sort of, I guess it would be the one-shot equivalent. Equi- there, there. Mm-hmm. Equivalent. That's the one. Yep. Of, like, lair actions. Yeah, essentially. Lair actions, have some treasure chests, have mm-hmm. some other stuff happen that kind yeah. of messes everything up. Sort of like a, a Hunger Games st- uh, t- style thing, yeah. where just random things start happening in the in the thing to force other things to happen. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd want to do stuff like that, but I genuinely have no no time between now and this evening to actually plan anything out. Just so I'm not DMing this one. No, maybe no. next time. Pro- possibly next time. I would, yeah. I want to DM a a, a one shot at some point. I mean, you just need to DM. I full stop. DM, yeah. yeah. So just while we we're talking about, that, I had a really stupid idea of something to do in a one shot okay. battle royal that would depend entirely on. Like the terrain. Mm-hmm. If it was like in a sort of arena, this wouldn't work. Yeah. But if it was in like a sort of sandy arena or in like a nature n- natural area, mm-hmm. like make make like a druid or something, turn into a mole, just dig down and hide. <laughs> I dig. Okay. Tell me when. Just, just basically, keep I'd, going. I'd just keep going down like thirty, sixty feet, then go so that no one would know. You do the worms tactics. Off. Yes, I, <laughs> that's just how put, I play worms. Put girders up. Yes, blow torch girder, blow torch girder, blow torch girder, and like make myself a little den mm-hmm. underground, a little sphere, a little den. Then transform back into a uh, my character and mm-hmm. start casting spells. But you wouldn't be able to see anyone. Ah, cast them anyway. <laughs> Gamble. Hope they hit. <laughs> Just imagining, just like, I cast Wall of Fire, where? I don't know. <laughs> just to the other, like, I cast Wall of Fire, where do you want to cast it? Ah, surprise me. <laughs> Roll a d20, <laughs> see where it goes. Percentile dice all over the place. <laughs> it's going to hit someone eventually. Yeah, that'd uh, be great. Um, anyway, that's probably all the time we've got yeah. on this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Are we back on... Tuesday, uh, we'll be back for the Raw review. Uh, Ollie and Luke will be on that one. I'm off. We're both off We're next both week. Off, yeah. So uh, you won't be hearing Dave or I next Saturday. No. Uh, you're going to be in the America lands. I am. That fabled land mm, far, fabled far, land. far away. Uh, and I am going to be at home, not thinking about wrestling. So gonna be a good time uh-huh. um so yeah stay tuned i think we're gonna have luke and ollie do the smackdown one next saturday potentially nice might have to double check that one but i think they're coming in next saturday so anyway thank you guys for listening we'll be back soon love you all goodbye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.